Oh shit, <laughs> we're live. Uh, welcome to the Bottled Soccer Podcast. Uh, my name is Nestor and that's Henry and we're two guys, two mics, two pints. Um, this is episode 126. I was just about to call myself Henry. No, fuck. I don't know why, but I felt like you were. It's weird. I was, like, I, I was motioning, like I was making the, <laughs> the, the you know, the, the lip gestures for it. Um, anyway. Two guys, two mics, two pints. We're back, man. Episode 126. Champions League is wrapped. Well, the, the return of Champions League. First legs of all um, of all 18. Wait, all. Yeah, all teams played. They, they all did their, their either. Every team got their home fixtures out of yeah, the All 16 teams. The round yeah. 16 first leg is, is uh, wrapped up. Uh, Premier League is, uh, man, probably the most interesting race we've seen in a good while. Yeah, definitely. Um, we got yeah. some teams that are like just kind of dead that you wouldn't think so. Teams that are coming back. Fulham, and, I think. I mean, look at them. You know, and, and then there's like the, that top four race. That's yeah, probably also the most interesting that we've seen in a yeah. while. We got top two solidified, but uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. I will say this, though. I feel like, and it's, I'm not saying this is a bad league this year. I think as far as parity goes, it's any given Sunday. It feels like the way football has been going lately. You know, uh, like teams who shouldn't be losing are losing to teams that shouldn't be winning and so forth. And I feel like this team, all the top, this year, all the top teams are so forgiving. Like I'm talking about like everybody's dropping points. I mean, Arsenal started amazingly and only until recently have, you know, been dropping points. Do you you feel like that? And I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no. But do you feel like that's a... Also, taking a little bit of credit away from like Brighton and Brentford and well, that's Fulham, what I was going to say. That I think Newcastle. all the the historically mediocre clubs. I'm not saying they're mediocre now. They've all made good transfers too. Let's yeah, not no, Tottenham's picked up. Nah, I just, uh, uh, that's a piss take. Tottenham, Tottenham. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but you know, you look at Wolves, for example. You look at Nottingham. You look at Aston Villa. Not only are they they getting amazing players. Or maybe amazing is a stretch, but really top talent, uh, considered at well, least players worldwide. players that you wouldn't think, like, who in their right mind would have thought that Kaylor Navas would have ended up at Nottingham Forest yeah, a Mate- year ago? Yeah, yeah. Guys like Mateo Scunha, like, I, I honestly never imagined them at Wolves. And, and and the managers, too, let's not forget, Unai Emery has come through, um, you know, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Lopetegui. Uh, you know, th- there's a lot of foreign management, top management that's entering the league, so... My mind always wants to, like, make make them the same guy. Yeah, yeah. And, same. and like, in in a certain ways, like, well, yeah, it's hard to separate the guys, like, visually, like, from memory. Yeah, I used to do the same even with the Barca managers, like, from back then. Not back then, but like more recently, like oh. Valverde, oh yeah, Kike yeah, uh, yeah. Setien, and and you know Luis Enrique. Luis Enrique. It's like those guys. Those are guys that you can easily um, maybe mince up, as they say, uh, but. Yeah. You know, you know who else is like that for me, and this is this is a stupid digression that we're having now. But like <laughs> for me, Mancini and Pellegrini, like in my mind, like, oh, I, okay. I conflate them. Like they they don't look alike. They they don't even play the same kind of football. But I don't know. It's like something about maybe it's like it's being silver haired, being the manager of the city. <laughs> you know, there's about maybe three or four Serie A managers that for me are they all fucking become one <laughs> but like the Spallettis of the world and the, and the you know Piolas and and uh, you know all these guys that for some reason they're all very talented but bald and they're all Italian <laughs> yeah. it's just all morph into one but you know 
anyways, I know we digressed past. into a manager discussion there, but just I just want to mention that right now the league is so crazy good from top to bottom that it's uh, it's that's I think what has contributed to such a tight title race. Yeah, yeah, um, the, the cream is rising, and, and it, it just seems like that 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 sort of um, separation from the rest of the world is becoming a lot more notable, especially the money. Well, that's that's, 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 that's a result why it is. of that. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's you know it goes hand in hand. But uh, I, I guess before we get into everything, we did mention this maybe a week ago or, or two weeks ago. You know, with, with the Turkey earthquake. Oh yeah, a week ago. There yeah, there was there was kind of a and this is not to minimize any other you know uh, casualties that occurred, but you know one in the footballing world, Christian Natsu. Yeah. Formerly of Newcastle, uh, happened to pass away. Yeah, Ghanaian International. Ghanaian International. Uh, there was a lot of conflicting reports that, you know, he was found alive even shortly after that, uh, after the incident, the earthquake, um, that he sustained injuries, and um, turned out that none of that was true, and it, and it was recently found out this weekend that he had, um, yeah, he had died. Um, under the rubble. Under the rubble of, of the you know damage caused by the earthquake so that's that's sad man it Um, is and it's also very disturbing to think about you know as well because apparently he lived in a very high class condo and you know that's a lot of uh, material that comes down in 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 a violent earthquake like that so i mean yeah thoughts with him the his family family was at the newcastle game right yeah yeah they had like Uh, a little moment of silence for him it's crazy, man. Yeah, two kids and a wife, or you and, know, I don't yeah, know if she's. I don't know how true this is, but this is, and I know for a fact this did occur. But I don't know about the after story. But story goes that he scored the. I mean, this did happen. He scored the winning free kick uh, in his last game in the Turkish league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was supposed to leave that same day, but instead he ended up because like. It might actually might have actually been a cup game. I'm not sure, but it was a big game, mm-hmm. game winner. You know, stop he hit a game winner. Yeah, it's awesome. And he ended up celebrating and staying an extra night in Turkey. You know, and this game happened the day before the the earthquake. Oh. And had he gone to his actual destination, I'm I'm talking about he canceled the flight and and everything. It's like, dude, you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy uh, how that happened. And like I said, thoughts wow, with his family. Man. That's wild. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh. And that's why uh, people struggle to find him because he wasn't at where he sh- was supposed he was, to be. He was supposed to be. Yeah, so like people are like, "Oh no, he's got to be here. He's got to be here." It's yeah. So it's just yeah, gutted, gutted to hear because yeah. I actually do remember him distinctly as a player when he played for Newcastle because that yeah. was a very, it was a very uh, fun Newcastle side at the time. They had Czech Diote and you know Diaby and uh, you know Sosoko Musa Sosoko was there I mean it's just mm-hmm. a really good team and um, yeah uh, it was also the, during the city game they paid tribute because on Nottingham Nottingham Forest uh, uh, Andre Ayu plays there and that was his countryman on the national team so he had some some kind words and some emotional testimony so yeah yeah Sam Maximin um, uh, was pretty distraught as well um, they, yes. they kept panning to him I hate when they do that too it's like, oh yeah it's like yeah it, they're milking it, it. yeah yeah um, man it's so sad though to see he had two young boys and they kind of, you can see they kind of don't know what the hell's going on oh, I know, but they're aware the enough that that dad is gone yeah like how, uh, yeah, dude that broke my heart when I saw when I saw them on the and obviously his wife was 
Oh, she had very upset. So. Of course, of course. Yeah, Man, that, that's crazy. You always hear stories of like like when nine eleven happened. Like, oh, I slept through my alarm clock and I missed the flight. Yeah, like, mm. and it just so happened that the opposite. Yeah, with yeah. this kind of thing, man. Rest in peace, man. Uh, you know, you never want to hear anything. I mean, obviously, um, a lot of people died, and a lot oh, of yeah. people have crazy stories too about that. And it's just a sad thing for the for the football world. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. No, it's like fifty thousand people, I, I guess now, and, and counting. It's uh, like it's man. insane to think, you know. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, no, not anyway. Just moving on. Uh, um, <clears throat> let's see here. Um, where should we start? I, I guess. Um, I guess before we get into the prem, because we were just talking about it being the top league. Um, just a bit of a uh, gossip, if you will, in in terms of uh, the footballing world. Mm-hmm. Mbappe very recently um, uh, was. You know, he was quoted as. Saying, hey, you know, we're you know we're still a top team. You know, we just gotta make sure our guys eat well, they sleep enough. You know, just just preaching these sort of things like tr- you're trying to be a leader, and and just saying these kind of things that that leaders say. You know, take care of yourself, yada yada yada. And it just so turns out that that same night or a day later, uh, Neymar was spotted at a goddamn it, I got a burp. At a at a McDonald's in in, uh, in France in Paris, uh, which is not the worst thing in the world, but it isn't. It, it isn't. was following uh, it was just like an all night bender or, or a late night bender uh, playing poker at a tournament. <laughs> yeah, um, and those two things on their own aren't bad thing. You can play poker and you can play and you can eat McDonald's. That's that's totally fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. Like you know, we're all human. These are just simple pleasures, you know, just what we do. But if you're a footballer and you're always criticized for partying, you're always injured. Um, it's not a good look, right? No, it isn't. <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's it it, it, it it almost feels like they're kind of alluding to the fact that Neymar is not the hardest worker. He's he's actually the opposite of that. He he does whatever the fuck he wants. He doesn't take care of himself as well as he should and you know I, I, I can see that that point of view um, and it's also interesting that and I didn't even include this on my notes but now it's coming back to me that that there's a lot of rumors of him being transferred somewhere else most notably Chelsea and Manchester City right mm-hmm. now um, yeah. I know I know like there's strong links to, to City or there's some rumors about that I mean mm-hmm. maybe you know more maybe you're well, are you opposed to it? Like, let's ask you that. No, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I just don't think it's realistic. That's that's my thing. But this also rumor has existed uh, for, it feels like for a decade for with this. For years! Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's always rumored to, to um, a plethora of very, very good clubs. I mean, you know, even before he went to Barca, Real Madrid were also interested. And, and uh, you know, he's he can play anywhere he wants, really. But the problem is, yeah, we know his work ethic is bad, um, and and truth truth be told, he's just living like any other human does in the normal world. Cause like, 
I can I can go out tonight and go on a bender and, and stay up till one a.m. and go to McDonald's and cameras won't be flashing on me. Nobody at my my job will know except maybe you. But you know, other than I'll that, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's more of a case of like it's just under the rug. But for these guys, they're under the spotlight. But we know his work ethic is is bad. We've always known. But we know on his day, he's one of the best players to ever. He's grace. just one of those guys that, despite that, yeah, and, and he's so good. He's so yeah, good. yeah. It, it's it's almost in spite of the fact that he's like it's just such a like a careless person. Yeah, it reminds uh, me of Maradona when he would be like el jugador que nos perdimos, eh? Right. Like y'all y'all love me, but I imagine the guy could have been and, if I was on my shit. I, I think that's what people get at when they talk about that, like. And and to your point, I agree. Like we we forget that he's still thirty one, thirty two. He's still a young guy. Yeah, he still has like legs. We, we look at people in terms of like athletes in terms of like athlete years. Like oh, he's old now. He's thirty two, thirty three. But as a human being, as a person, that's pretty fucking young, relatively speaking. But yeah, most most guys after night out. Yeah, I'm going to stop by Carl's Jr. I'm going to stop at the In-N-Out. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't I? You know, I'm, I'm craving something disgusting. Um, but uh, we always look at them in terms of, like, what he could have been if not for this. You yeah. Know? And who's to say he'd be that player if he had that sort of mentality? It's hard. To, it's so hard to say. Um, but, yeah, one thing for sure is he's always injured. Uh, <laughs> maybe not always, but he gets tough injuries when the time comes yeah it's always three four weeks two months you know out you know it's never just like a knock he's gonna come back it's always something serious so maybe his lifestyle does play a part in his unavailability i think so especially maybe like from a more nutritional standpoint and and, and it's well documented too that you like to you know achieve peak performance even as just a your day-to-day human there's a certain recommended hours of sleep that you should have not saying it's like life or death but you know this is a guy who's just uh he's a c student but with just a grade talent you know what i mean as far as effort goes um but going but back that to anybody well i mean at, at the professional level not really yeah, yeah, there's not yeah. a lot well, of guys I mean, like that yeah well i just meant in terms of like oh books, i know smarts, as yeah. far as like as, as far as humans like I mean, yeah. the like say rest his, of society. I'm saying talent, like they're not yeah. humans. His talent is yeah. Um, but but going back to the city rumors or even Chelsea for that matter, like my my perception has always been that I don't think he'd like England. I don't think it's um, it's entertaining enough, and and not to mention at City, I mean there's there's just a, a level of ego management that goes on that I think is just not capable of. Of handling the beast that Neymar can be, and I mean, if you see what Pep does with guys like Cancelo and Sane and Bridges, he's burned in he's the past. Not, he's Neymar's yeah. not playing. Like yeah. you remember last week how we were talking about uh, Bernardo at left back. Oh yeah, You're never catching Neymar anywhere past the yeah. the halfway line. There's that's not that's yeah. not the thing. Yeah, but like I said, if if it, it would be the the one of the strangest city transfers I've seen in in a very long time, but I would be happy. Yeah, I'm, Neymar is one of my favorite players. He's all, he always has been since he burst on the scene. I, I don't know too many teams that that would have like, <laughs> like the sort of yeah like like the sort of uh, like 
Iron Will and the boss to say, no, I don't, I do not want Neymar. No, it's tough. It's tough. And there's fans who I think are just, I think they're being contrarians. There's a lot of fans within our fan base that, you know, there's, there's a, there's this guy who is like, if you're not taking Neymar on your team, you should seriously be like lined up in by a firing squad or some shit like that, you know, whatever. It was, that's extreme, but I'm saying a lot of guys were like, okay, line me up. Like I, I don't want Neymar. Like fuck him. I'm like, are you are you stupid? Like this guy's amazing. Like yeah yeah yeah. Man. I'm he's, sure he's one of the best fucking footballers in the last 25 years. By the way, like who's to say you bring him on on the 60th minute super sub? Look, at the end of the day, he's about his bread. If you give him a good contract as far as money goes, save his legs. And I mean, on a moment, this guy's just a menace. Like he's that good that you could just throw him on for 40 or, and he or, can change or a game. Or play him for the first half or the first 50 minutes. That's who. Yeah, he's yeah. not taking the sub rule right now. No, I mean, I you don't. I mean, I I've never seen anything like that from a, a player of his caliber. But for on a team like City, you could understand it. Maybe you know. Um, I mean, we just have a lot of talent. And I'm not saying Mares or, or Foden or Grealish are better than him. But, you know, for, for the purposes that we might need as far as, like, pressing and assignment, you know, Neymar is just not a starter, I but, think. But also, I think, if and, and we talked about this when Ronaldo was rumored, you're, you, you kind of cater around him. You, yeah, and this we, guy, and this we are doing like, that. He's, he's that special. We are doing that now for Haaland, I believe, by the way. Like, there's a certain... I mean, he's still doing his role and everything, but there's a certain amount that he can get away with as far as, like, arm flails and uh, maybe that big ego. Like, th- Erling Haaland is the biggest ego Man City's ever had. I, I think, yeah, I, I think this it's, is... It's insane, yeah. And it just so happens to be coinciding with with how the season's gone, how it's going. But yeah, like now, now everything's like kind of a test where there was like a pretty good strict little order for for a good while, not for forever, but for a good while mm-hmm. where Pep had things lined up, and now it's okay. It's understandable that someone like this is behaving this way. One, he's young mm-hmm. with Holland, and two, he's that fucking talented. You kind of you kind of give him a little bit more of uh, of a leash. That's a little bit more management type thing where. You're managing this kind of ego, and that makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to. You also don't want to piss him off because then, then he's going to be a lot more petulant. Yeah, yeah. and then he's going to be more of a bitch, and then he's going to produce less. And that's not even to say that Han's not producing. No, on top of everything, he's having an amazing season, and I think. (laughs) For what like you the can... way people talking, or I'm sorry, yeah, uh, the way people are talking about Holland, especially the last week and a half, two weeks, like leads you to believe he's having some. like some Mikel Antonio type season right now. Dude, I mean, he it's literally ter- it's it, it's yeah. doing my head in, and and it's just like crazy because that's what his standard is. But like, the most important game of the season for City, he showed up. Like he he played an ex- excellent game against Arsenal, and like that that should be enough to see you off. But like I think people expect him to score every game, and and that's what comes with that territory. Well, that, that's the expectation that's been created, and it's it's is, uh, is, it's insane. Well, isn't that a scoring record? Well, yeah. Isn't it beating that? Yeah, yeah. He's so, and it's ridiculous to expect it. But when you're looking at the numbers, oh yeah, the expectation is score every game, asshole. It's impossible. Yeah, Yeah, it's just not. It's not. It's not. And and you know, more often than not, he he'll get his chances. And but lately, in the past week and a half, I say lately like it's the last months, but just like in the past week, he's been a little off the mark. But like he should be allowed to be that, you know, because. 
it, it's just an insane standard. You know, every every big striker has at least a week or two where they just don't show up or it's just a bad week. This is also not considering that teams are paying special attention to him. Oh, well, he does. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, he's a very, uh, you know, he has a lot of gravitas. I will say, I will say that, that De Bruyne and, and, you know, tell me if you disagree, but De Bruyne is kind of running on fumes, it seems. It yeah. seems tired. I think, uh, you know, and I was thinking about it, uh, I think, earlier today when I was uh, on my way to L.A. I was um, I was thinking, I was like, you know, De Bruyne, I still, I love him the bits. He's one of our best players ever. I can't even deny that. But I'm just being realistic here. And it, it like I told you earlier this season, he's still a great player. He's just lost a step. And, you know, I think about it. He's got a family now. He's a dad. Like, both of his, his boys are kind of, like, at that age where they require engagement full time. And I feel like he's really much more of a family guy now. As opposed to when his first three years with City, I, I think he, there was just a different kind of hunger inside of him, too. I think now he's a little more complacent. And it, it feels like he's just spending less time in the lab. As, as like, that's, like, that's a very, like, big euphemism in today's, like, sports world, right? Like... You know, what are you doing? Why are you not in the lab? And it shows sometimes. Um, it shows, and it's like, I don't know how how you can measure that. Still an amazing player, but yeah, there's there's still a little bit a little bit of a level that's been turned down. So I agree. Um, still an amazing player, though. I, I can't can't deny it, though. He's still he's still really good. I think um, as his legs go, you just put the ball at his feet, man. Because with the ball at his feet, he's he's still special. So that's, I guess that's the most crucial thing is is the ability to get him on. So when you when you take him off the ball, and you're not having him feed Holland, and they don't have that, you know, that synergy. And then there's that thing that, and, and I find it very appropriate where Henri was talking about uh, Holland's contributions off the ball, mm-hmm. which still goes into his uh, his development and, and also his maturity you know those all, all those things kind of go hand in hand so um, I, I guess as long as both of them are there and, and they're working perfectly that's where the goals are going to come from yeah for the most part yeah and um, I mean like I said the standard is so crazy like from what people are expecting from a player in his first season ever in this league like that, you have to put that into perspective as well. Like, like yeah, there's still some some chemistry kinks that he's working out. I think he can improve with the one twos, but like at that point, I'm asking for the perfect player, you know, because he's so good at finishing. His hold up play is improving. Uh, the Arsenal game showed that where he he's looking more comfortable in in spaces that he's not used to, but that's a work in progress too, you know, like. I mean, I fear for what he can become even uh, in the following years. But well, yeah, yeah. yeah and we all we also forget that he's still a young player, still developing, still developing, and um, you know, may, maybe at some point he'll add all of that to his game. Fuck, maybe he'll even add the playmaking like Harry Kane once his uh, or if if his uh, you know, speed and power start kind of going away, or if he picks up some kind of injury. You never know with with a guy like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of perfect because we're watching the Manchester United Liverpool match in the background. Oh, and Leicester. the next point was uh, 
Wait, what I say? Oh, you said Liverpool. Oh but... fuck, they're in my, they're on my mind. Yeah, rent free, really. Yeah, yeah, clientes. Ah. You know, I, t- I take care, of, I take care of my customers, man. Just like, uh, yeah, ah. just like Papa. Anyway, yeah. anyway, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get have to some, that. we'll have some fireworks to go <laughs> off. Of um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Matches United versus Leicester City in the background, and uh, my next point was the Premier League officiating, and it just happened right now. Uh, Sabitzer gets there. Uh, not a little too late, quite a bit late. Yeah. On the challenge, it, like if if it was a little bit faster, like the the motion where he gets his knee on his his cleat on top of the knee. Yeah. That it sounds so sense. bad. I mean, even like just saying that. A yeah. Little yeah. Bit, exactly. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, I think like from a certain perspective, if you're a ref on the field, like I could see how maybe you can miss that because it's a it's a quick bang bang play. But you, you're allowed to go to VAR, I think, once you see it. I think it's clear well, as day. Well, VAR's also telling you, hey, look, review this. Yeah, yeah. For VAR to not tell you that you need to review it, also, it, it also calls into question the quality of, of the officiating behind VAR or, or who's manning the VAR. Now, if they decide that there's nothing egregious there, that's also a problem. So, like, there, there's two things. It's one... Telling the guy, hey, you need to check this out. And two, hey, there's nothing worth checking out there, so you're good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it, you know, it, it kind of... It, it kind of nullifies the fact that VAR... What VAR is and what function it serves for, for, for officiating within the game. And I think it really failed in this instance because you definitely should look at it and at the very minimum, and, and this is me being as generous as I can be, at the very, very minimum, it's a yellow card. You're late. You're, you're, you're beyond late. You're, you're at that point where, fuck, I'm coming in at lunch, you know? Yeah. yeah. He got to, it wasn't uh, like a quick thing, man. Oh, I've been there. Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel you, though. Um, he, he, didn't, he didn't get there, like, right away. It, it was kind of a, like a half, like, it was like a second later. And um, I don't know. He got away. Uh, Sabitzer got away with one. Thankfully, uh, Fies. How, how oh yeah, yeah. Fies. 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 He uh, he got away. You know, without an injury, so that's fine. But that's also kind of that brings me to my bigger point of the the Premier League is the the league with the far most money uh, spending making. Uh, has all the best players, all the best facilities in all of the world, all of the attention. Why is the officiating so bad? Yeah, it's it, it, it's a week in week out sort of thing. Where why why is everything top of the line except like one of the most important factors in any given match? And and it just so happens to be that this happens week in week out. We just had the guy that. Uh, was uh, the uh, the ref and VAR uh, for um, Arsenal versus uh, uh, who was it Brentford last week? There was a there was an offside in the build up to Brentford's goal, and I don't think it was all that obvious. Um, that one could go either way uh, without VAR, like before VAR. If someone called it offside, cool. If someone called it onside, cool. But the fact that the VAR does exist and that it was missed kind of calls everything into question well what is VAR there for if not to call this sort of thing or to make this right 
Um, and he ended up resigning or stepping down or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he still has a job within the FA. I, he was, uh, from what I understand, he was demoted. Like, he's not officiating officially now. Okay. I think they put him behind the scenes. Or, or maybe to lower the championship. League, yeah, yeah, lower league football. Sure. But, I mean, accountability is one thing. But, I mean, like you said, there's there's a high level of play. You know, there should be a high level of offici- officiating. But that's not always possible. Mistakes happen. You know, Mistakes happen. Human error, that's, but that's, that's what fair. VAR came in to fix, right? And and that's the problem since day one. There's been inconsistencies on when it's used or how it's used because those are two separate issues as well. You know, there are cases where they things that should go to VAR don't even go to VAR. And or things that you would expect to go to VAR that don't. Yeah, that's you know? and, and so that's where the problem begins. And I think... Uh, England has to revisit it uh, as the FA, as the league. I think it's important because it's also um, it's a bit of a taint on the league. As great as a as great of a competitive spectacle it is, and the teams are, and the managers are, the players. You know, there's got to be better officiating because it, it ruins the. You can't have everything top of your mind. Yeah. Like, how are you going to operate a fucking Mustang on flat wheels? You can't. Do yeah, that. exactly. You shouldn't be doing that. It's like you're you're trying to do a rally race with, you know, smooth tires meant for tarmac. Like, come on now. I totally know what that means, man. Ah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyways, nah, but yeah, you, you get what I'm trying no, to No, no, yeah, yeah, totally. You smell yeah. me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it, it's tough, man. And um, I, I would like for there to be a lot more like um, transparency in the in the way or the reason calls were made or weren't made. If you're gonna tell me that it wasn't a handball, tell me why not? Because I could see that the guy that the hand touches the guy's ball. Now, like for you and me, it's like, oh yeah, I would never call that. But a lot of people are calling for it, so tell me why you're not calling it. Yeah, and we'll just be, yeah. Because at at the end of the day, <laughs> the refs, it, it, it's still in a way subjectivity. Because we can have the ref go to the monitor every play, and. Ultimately, he has a and say. And ultimately, he's going to... It's it's down to his choice on why or, or how it's not called, right? Yeah. So, but at least some transparency and, like, an audio feed of the VAR team or something, that, that'd be cool. So we can listen to it later on or... You know what annoys me, though? It's like you see these uh, former referees or, or current referees that are employed by, like, news net, uh, TV networks per se mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they explain it with really good detail and they say this is why it is and, and it makes sense and it's proven by the images like why are they getting it completely correct but the people actually employed not you know and that's where that's what really bugs like, me like have that guy be the VAR guy yeah and you see that in the NBA too by the way like Steve Javi will come out and talk on, on TNT like oh yeah mm-hmm. that's definitely a flagrant too you see him and and, and, and so well, I don't th- get it. My thing is, why is there a team for, like, a different team for every match? Why isn't it just, like, a centralized, like, at the FA headquarters? Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, why isn't there, like, the same team or, like, the same group of people looking at this? Mourinho said it best, like, when he he was like, it's it's not up to them. It's not up to us. It's the people. There's a certain group of people sitting in a room that has all the, the, the ability to look at what went on, but ultimately they can say whatever they want, say no decision, decision. And there's no type of, uh, you know, responsibility to those actions, you know, or, or accountability would be the better word. But, yeah, um, it's it's a problem. By the way, uh, UEFA, UEFA as well. I mean, them too. Yeah. They, well, anybody that uses VAR, they all kind of use it the same way. It's and that's where it's problematic. You know, I think uh, that's why I like the championship. You know, <laughs> they don't they don't use VAR. 
um, you know, they uh, it's it's very it still has that uh, kind of niche feeling of what it used to be like back then, kind of a retro feel. And I kind of miss it, you know. I, so, you know sometimes I'm like, do away with VAR. It's funny because there are some competitions every now and then that you'll see. It's like, oh, yeah, they're not using VAR. And everyone's like, what? Why aren't they using VAR? <laughs> but, but when VAR was introduced, everyone was up in arms about it. Probably the same people. Um, so, I mean, I'm not against VAR. But there has but to be it, a reform. The, the, way, the way it's used is just... I, I would love for it to not to... For it to just be like challenges, like in football. Let, let the guys challenge... If your challenge wins, okay, you you keep it. If it fails, you lose it, and you only have one left. I think so. So that at the worst, you'll only be limited to four a game, and you know that'll be it. Yep. It won't be subject to anybody's, and and, it, and it'll still be subjective in a way, but but at least you'll have some control over whether. I don't know. Whether it counts for you or not, I don't know. No, I agree. Um, no, move, move forward though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on from this. Uh, um, huh. Let's. Uh, I guess let's get into um, chap uh, Champions League, and then we'll get into the review of. Um, of what transpired with with Premier League and the subplots uh, within that. So uh, yesterday's matches. <laughs> so uh, starting off with uh, yeah some some Champions League. Um, first matchup from uh, yesterday, Tuesday, February twenty one. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt versus Napoli. Napoli just had their number two nil. Uh, goals from um, uh, Victor Osimen and Giovanni Di Lorenzo. Di Lorenzo. Uh, Osimen just having an amazing season. Yeah, and I mean, amazing pair of seasons now too. It's like yeah, yeah, he's he on hasn't lost radar. So yeah. I feel like someone's going to go after him, uh, and Napoli's going to cash out big time from him. Yeah, and and, and I, even it was maybe a risk, not not a risk, but like. Kind of, kind of doubling down for for Napoli because they they probably could have cashed out last season, but they're like, let's give this guy another season, build the hype up even more, yeah, and sell him to whoever for how much ever the fuck we want. And they still got uh, Varadona. I was gonna say that. So between him and uh, I don't how do you how the fuck do you say his name, man? Vicha. Huh. No, his last name is is a is a mouthful. Yeah, that, that, one, that one's the hardest one. I love the, the, the nickname Cavaradona. Cavaradona. That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. Awesome. And, and he's he, playing like it. Yeah, he's... No, this is insane. I think... I mean, Chiesa was really good too, but this guy is the best talent I've ever seen from Serie A. Like, er, like breakout in Serie A, and like, I mean, I can't think of anybody else truly... Uh, um, I mean, there's been amazing no, players, yeah. but... Yeah. Uh, like... Uh, Cause, cause the thing is, like you know, Ronaldinho played in Serie A, but he didn't break out there. He was the other guy that comes to mind. But I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, you you have to go back to players like like Dotti and Del Piero and Del Piero. I, I'm sure there's other ones. Yeah, yeah. Like back Zidane, then. Thierry. It's, it's been a while though. But even Thierry, I mean, didn't even play good. But Zidane from Juve. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe maybe that's the last like huge talent out of there. Yeah, but, but this I'm, is assuming he pans out. 
Yeah. Like that, you know? I think, I, I think from what I've seen, like, it's undeniable. Almost, yeah. It feels, it feels that way because it's not a, a, a good month. It's a good series of months. What's Even a good before, year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a good year now. Uh, what's, but, what's crazy is, like, he just, he comes as, like, the biggest talent out of Georgia. Yeah. And, you know, no one ever heard of him because who the fuck is watching the Georgian League? Right? Like, nah, no. Who cares about the Georgian League? How many talents have, how many talents have come out of there? Like, I mean, you'd venture to say damn near none. Um, and then for, for Napoli to be like, you know what? That's our guy. <laughs> and he dominates. That's that's fucking nuts. And that's amazing foresight by Napoli's scouting team. Whoever's on their scouting team needs to be picked up by big clubs. Uh, and they're insanely good. Because we've mentioned those guys. They have also one of the best center backs in the Italy right now. And I, I, I should know this guy's name, but he's uh, from, I think, Korea. Uh, you know, as, as, as a lot of them. His first name is Kim. Oh, uh, Min Jae? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Kim Min Jae. He's he's touted as team of the season's best you know defender in Serie A so far. No, Napoli's gonna have a couple of those guys. Oh well, yeah, standard. But some guy made a really good point. Uh, this team lost their best defender in Koulibaly, lost two of their best attackers in Insigne and Mertens. That's right. And they just filled those cavities so well. Not, not only did they not lose a step, they fucking gained. They're on them. their way to a fucking yeah. title, son. Yeah, first in God, I, f- I forgot what probably, the years. Probably since the Maradona days. Yeah, no, it's it's it was a crazy year. It was a crazy number. I read. I I, I forget. I I'm not a big Serie A guy like that. I gotta be honest. But I, this has kind of been a breath of fresh air from the the ten straight years of Juve and Milan winning it, and now. Well, uh, and AC Milan dominating as long yeah. as they did for a while, oh, and then, then going you know tit for tat with Inter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think right now Napoli, Inter, AC Milan are 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 doing Serie A some justice with with some of the football they're playing. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually looking up their their um, the last time they got the league. Oh yeah. wow, eighty nine ninety. So that, yeah, that might have damn well been the Maradona year. Thirty thirty years almost. No no eighty nine ninety. Yeah yeah. Over so, over, yeah, thirty, thirty, years, over yeah. thirty years. So they're glorified Liverpool. <laughs> ah, nah, nah. But you know, by the way, I think Napoli can be a team to go far in the Champions League. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they look serious, man. They're they're good. They're serious, but hey, we'll see. Yeah, but between those two guys, let let's Bafanculo Napoli. Let, let's not uh, let's not let it go unnoticed that Chucky Lozano did get man of the match. Yeah, no, and that's brilliant. Chucky Lozano. All right, pal. Now, now get one in the semifinals. <laughs> like my boy Pulley. Oh man, what a header, huh? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, but no, no, yeah. I mean, Chucky. I think, uh, man, he's starting to play some good football because it's not. This is not just a one-off. Like he's he hasn't been the best player, uh, you know, on that team. But he's been. How can he be? With well, those yeah, two guys, but you exactly. Know? But also, like, there's got to be a sense of uh, urgency to try to even, you know, meet that level that you know, Omsi Han, and uh, oh Chiba. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it also you could feed off of it because of the way that teams line up, and I think uh, Chuki finds himself in a good moment right now. I hope it continues because, I mean, aside from him, and Edson Alvarez, like. 
I feel like they need more. Them brothers are starving. They need pre- they need more presence in Europe, and like if if Napoli goes far, it's it's only good for Concacaf as well. I think, yeah, from Chucky's perspective. So, yeah, yeah. man. No, no, uh, Napoli. I mean, dominates Frankfurt. Frankfurt. And you'd expect that, I feel. Yeah, yeah. They're darlings of last year's Europa League, which, to be fair, is... I think three years ago, it's anybody's fucking fight. But now it's just like, yeah, Napoli are the shit, man. You know? Definitely. Like, yeah. And, um, well, the next matchup, uh, nothing crazy. Uh, Liverpool versus Real Madrid, a, a rematch of last year's final. Um, and f- Liverpool, uh, they started off looking like Liverpool from three years ago. Yeah. Pressing, making making great plays. Uh, Real Madrid were so much on the back foot. I was, I was worried, man. I was like, fuck, we look like shit. They look great. Uh, uh, um, Darwin Nunez scored right away. First, like, three minutes, I think. Nice little, like, heel goal. Yeah, nice little feed from Salah. A uh, little flick. Puts uh, Courtois on the, you know, on the wrong foot. Then later on, fuck, Courtois makes a uh, uh, a stupid mistake, man. He he just got he got panicked by the press that that Salah gave him. Gives him the ball and Salah finishes right away, two 0 within fifteen minutes. And and I'm I'm tripping because yeah yeah it's looking dark Liverpool look great it's damage control at that point yeah Liverpool look great and yeah we got our players yeah but no one no one kind of no no one no one was in the game it felt like you know missed passes runs weren't being made and Liverpool was everywhere and I think within 20 minutes 25 minutes little by little Madrid grows into the game and then Vinny scores a goal, dribbling through traffic, far post from from the from the left side, and shit, man, game on. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we look good. We're, 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 we we've grounded ourselves into this game, and we're making them make mistakes. And to me, ultimately, it comes down to um, to Madrid taking over the midfield. And that's where Liverpool's biggest, um, I don't know, I guess that's where their biggest failure is right now. Yeah. Li- li- a little bit after that, back pass to um, to Allison, And I'll say it's a lucky goal because fucking Vinny had nothing, like he, he had no say in that. He just presses, turns around, doesn't even know where the ball is. Yeah, yeah, it was such a strange goal. It, it's it's total luck, man. Like, he, yes, he, he did the job of pressing, but... Total luck, it bounced off of him. And, to be fair, Allison got cute with it, which he should not have. Um, but, in the end, bounces in for the 2-2. And we got ourselves a fucking game at that point. Um, and then the second half comes all Madrid. The midfield completely takes over. And Fabinho lost the step. He, he has, He's not really himself. They put a lot of uh, hope on, on this kid. Uh, I, I don't know how you pronounce it. Bajic? Yeah, Bajic-tich. But Yeah. yeah. Um, great great talent. I'm not going to lie. He's 18 years old. But you put him in a midfield with, with Valverde, Modric, and um, who the fuck else was there? And, and Camavinga, who, by the way, is the same name. But those guys are... I mean, what are you going to do? 
What are you doing again against those guys when you still have Henderson, whose legs are gone, Fabinho, whose legs seem to be gone, and and another eighteen-year-old kid, man. It's a lot to put on his shoulders, man. As good as he is, it, maybe it's a good teaching moment for him. I, like I don't know, but yeah, it's throwing him into the deep end. You know, it's uh, but it, it points to the lack of depth that Liverpool have. Exactly, and it's been a while. And um, you know, I'm I'm probably one of the biggest Liverpool haters, but you know, their transfer strategy, their transfer policy, the lack of depth, the lack of ingenuity from Klopp. The, the the drop in form from guys like Van Dyke and and even the you know, everybody you mentioned in the midfield well, the the, def- the defense has no protection and that's not a, like a a cop a de- out a cop out for for no Van pun Dyke. intended cop K O P P yeah it's not a cop out but we need Klopp out and maybe we could see some shit cook again but- I, and I don't think letting go of Klopp is the answer I really don't because obviously they showed for those first fifteen minutes that that system is still good. Given the players, given the energy, ah, but ninth place in the league, eight or eighth, eighth, yeah, six I mean, points off the top four with the game in hand. That and that's that's not that's not where Liverpool should. No, be. that's not where they should aspire to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a golden boot winner, and you got some really. Ta- you, you know, for as much as maybe I said they didn't, you know, their transfer policy isn't aggressive. They have spent. They just haven't spent the right. I, way. I just feel like if they're going to be good, going for the players that they have gone for maybe some of that should have been diverted to the midfield oh yeah because right now they're, they're trying to find a midfielder and while the rest of the pack has Odegaard Jorginho Party, then the other team has Gundogan Rodri Foden Kevin De Bruyne Rodri uh, even Chelsea has a pretty solid uh, midfield hey even Calvin Ma- Phillips could be useful <laughs> on Liverpool Manchester United has a great midfield so Liverpool starting these guys, ah man, you know that money should have gone a little bit more. But considering the, they went for Gakpo, who, who's in my opinion has been playing a lot better the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah, a lot better, and he got a lot of shit when they signed him. And fair enough, he didn't produce. But they still have these fucking Diaz. We all forgot about that guy. We all forgot how good he is. He really is. He is really good. Yeah. They don't need Gakpo. No. I don't know why they didn't. Fill that in, or or put more money towards Enzo. Yeah, if but that was a, if that was a possibility, I think which, uh, the Darwin Nunes deal scared them. I think like you're like fuck, we spent all this money, and he's not bad by the way. He's still he's coming along. I think I think he's it was a lot of money though. Pretty well, yeah. Oh no, it was too much. Money. It was too much, and I think that's what f- what scares them because now what they spend 120 on Enzo, and shit, if shit goes south, now they're they're 90, 90 no sorry 190 dollars. You know, spent on two players that underwhelm. And I guess that brings us to our next point is FSG uh, Family Sports Group, uh, their owners. John Henry. John, John Henry in, in particular. What a guy. Has, has come out to say that, no, they're not looking at selling. We're not leaving. But he's like, but we're looking at, like, you know, other opportunities. So that leads me to believe that they're going to sell part of it. Yeah. There's going to be some yeah. kind of conglomerate. Increase, or, like, LeBron's helping. Or... And- <laughs> You think he's going to spend? What they got a cute uh, LeBron color, cal- collab. collab. Yeah. The hype beast will love it. That shit is ugly, son. <laughs> did you see it? I know you saw it. No, I did. I did, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not It's pretty bad. I mean. It's just weird. It's still so weird it's to It's a me. LeBron Liverpool kit. 
that I hope they never fucking wear. And see, Jordan collabed with PSG much better, reinforcing Jordan the GOAT. But that's neither here nor there. Um, now, nah, going back to Liverpool, though. Uh, so they lose this game 5-2. Uh, one of the uh, worst meltdowns I've well, seen. Well, they scored too early. And Madrid, let's not, let's not let it go unnoticed that Madrid, mm-hmm. five, unanswered. <laughs> Two were fortunate, I will say. But the rest were, papa. Come on, papa. Just just wonderful goals, especially that last Benzema goal. Hmm. Man, ate, 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 that, ate that keeper up like it was nothing. Lunch. Yeah. So now uh, there's a 5-2 uh, on aggregate advantage. Heading home. This was away. Yeah. This yeah. was at Liverpool's house. It kind of sucks that it's not relevant anymore. The, the away Almost. goals rule. Almost. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm saying it, oh, it, it's, it's still, it still means a lot to do that for sure. But I'm saying like, man, imagine like that, that away goals rule with five goals. Yeah. Away. With five goals. It's like, that would have been insane because that means Liverpool would have to score four, score four with unanswered. unanswered. And that's, that's not happening. Um, and and that being said, yeah, I mean, Real Madrid might as well start the youth team next game. Save some legs. Save legs, because um, they're gonna need them in the league. But that's again apples <laughs> oranges. But nah, but yeah, a great display. Liverpool fans, I have to say, they earned it. They they earned the, that kind of bollocking because besides all the fans uh, piping up, the fireworks saga, like all this little bullshit they were doing, it's like. Fuck y'all, you know? Like, and you know what's funny? That doesn't really... Like, I, I don't really mind that because away fans have always done... They always do that. For sure, for sure. Once well, they not, find out where the hotel is, they'll play music though. loud. Um, in World Cups? Yeah, they'll do it. Oh, no, World Cups, sure. Yeah, yeah. Any, any, no, in, in Paris, they did team, it. Like, but where like, they're able to gather enough people. Manchester City won't do that to their opponents. You know, like, there are certain clubs that have well, a, at least well, a little they're not really class. Well, yeah, and... But you know, there's 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 just a different level of hooliganism that comes with the scouse people, um, and I, I'm just and it's it's documented. I mean, I've I've seen it with my own team when we play them. There's just that animosity, and they they thrive on trying to be bullies and intimidators. And it was just kind of nice to see a Zach Randolph moment. The bullies get bullied. Oh, no, they didn't get bullied. They got dicked down. Hey, I know my boy Franjo will feel that. Or well, sorry, you know what they call Benzema? They call him Big Dick Benz, man. Well, that's better than what they call Ronaldo. Oh, Cristiano. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, it, it was it was beautiful <laughs> to see every every goal, man. Uh, and, and it was just capped off by that last goal, that peach of a goal, that that just. Man, dancing all around, Modric going surging down the middle. Oh man, yeah, man, I, I love, I loved it, man. I love seeing that, especially, especially the way we started. I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was a bit concerned, quite a bit concerned, but five two, man, amazing, beautiful. Yeah, tell, tell us how lucky we were the first game. Ah. Uh, um. Anyway, fo- follow you. <laughs> Following that, I'll let, I'll let you take lead for today's matches. Oh shoot! Um, yeah, I'll. Uh, I actually, unfortunately, wasn't able to catch them. But uh, yeah, City draw one one against Leipzig today. Um, kind of a, a little bit of a 
of a summary of what the game's kind of been like for City in the in the last week or two. But you know, le- leaving chances on the table, and and credit to Leipzig who they uh, came out much better in the second half. Um, I think City were hard done a little bit, uh, not only with the chances they missed, but some of the calls that maybe could have gone in their in their favor. Um, but you know, ultimately, I think it's a it's a good result for for Leipzig more than anything. It gives them hope, but I think City will be motivated for the second leg. I think. Uh, and they were the better team, you know, straight away. They created more. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, so. um, and also, you got to consider that, like, barring any injury or anything, Kevin De Bruyne is going to play. Oh, yeah, Phil he's... Phil Foden yeah. is going to be in good health. Kevin De Bruyne's kind of good. A little bit. <sighs> he might be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, not a, bad, not a bad game. And I will, I will give Marco Rosé... His flowers. Uh, and um, I, I was telling you this earlier. I feel like he has a very interesting style of football that that maybe could translate well to the Premier League. Isn't it crazy though? He like, had a, he's huh? no, he's no, sorry to cut you off, but he's coaching in Champions League. But if tomorrow he became a Everton coach, you wouldn't be surprised because of the money, you know. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I would be excited if I was an Everton fan. Oh well, for sure, for sure. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, excellent exhibition from them. I'll move on to the next match. Uh, Internacional against Porto FC. Um, a 1-0 win for Inter. And a familiar name. Maybe not so familiar recently, but Romelu Lukaku back on the score sheet. And I told you this when when I saw the, the final score because I didn't watch that game. I watched the City game. But hey, it was like the first goal of consequence that I remember that he had this season. Which... For whoever people have considered him, what I've been calling him is not surprising. Yeah. But for a lot of people, it's it's like, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. His quote after the game was kind of funny. He's like, wow, look at me up top, huh? I'm in great shape. Mamma mia. That, that was his quote. He, he was like kind of like the... Who do they play? Uh, I, I just need a reminder. A 10-man ten, Porto, by the way. I, I need a reminder. Porto... Uh, what time? Ten men at home. You don't have, you yeah. have a balls. The balls to say that. Hey he's man. he's that the seventh place guy biting the medal like. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. that he's that guy. Yeah, it's bringing the champagne. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not much to say there, man. I, again, I didn't watch it. Maybe I'll watch it at another point. But uh, Inter should be beating Porto. That, that that's a good match, though. I, I will say. I will say. Yeah, it turns out that uh, Inter barely wins. Yeah. With 10 men. Uh, don't know what to say there. Uh, so we'll get into the... Uh, is it the reviews or the previews next week? Is there a Champions League next week? March 7th. Oh, no, uh, it's in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. So, we'll, so we won't get into that. What we will get into is some uh, Premier League football. If you want, I mean, we don't yeah. have to. Uh, it's it's a farmers league. Yeah, 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 that it is. That it is. Um, Premier League. So we'll start on on uh, on Saturday, and um, that was a crazy day. Yeah. That was a crazy day. Uh, Aston Villa hosting Arsenal, losing four to two. Now, that sounds normal. That 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 sounds like it should be right. 
But it also gives you the 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 sensation that Arsenal just dog walked him the whole time, which um, maybe is they were the better team, but maybe is true. But they also left it till almost the literal last minute. Yeah, because they were tied up until stoppage stoppage time, <laughs> and uh, uh, they were actually down. They were actually down. So I don't know. I maybe maybe it's good that they figured it out, and they sh- they really should be beating Aston Villa. A draw with them would have been tragic, especially considering how the the race has gone, and you know City's always. Is always favored to win. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a draw would have been tragic, and uh, no, they they ended up putting it together. Um, I guess they were tied two two at the very end, and Jorginho hits a shot on the crossbar in the ninety third minute, and it somehow ends up bouncing off the back of Martinez, uh, Emmy Martinez head. <clears throat> yeah. Former Arsenal uh, keeper, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. By some stroke of luck. I, and you know what? I've never seen Jorginho fired from that distance. I don't know about you. No, he doesn't do it often. He doesn't do it, but he happened to do it like about three yards, four yards outside the box. Great shot. Yeah. Bounces off the crossbar behind Martinez's head, which is insane luck. And it goes in. Um, so that brings it 3-2. Uh, and then in the end, there was just like that the Hail Mary sort of situation where everyone goes to... Had the ball and Martinelli is free to roam. Yeah, and he finishes it off. Uh, so it ends up four two. So it's a lot more dramatic for Arsenal than a four two win would indicate. But in the end, they do win by that kind of margin. So you know, fortunate to win like that. Yeah, I, will, I, I mean, you have I to mean, say I, they deserved it, but it's just so weird to see like in yeah. stoppage time. You know, like yeah, exactly. That. And uh, a goal in the ninety third minute and then the ninety eighth. That's that's so wild. Yeah. Uh, following that, Brentford hosts uh, Palace for a 1-1 uh, double hockey sticks. Yeah, and another team that scored late. They, I think uh, Brentford scored in the, like, the 96th. Oh. Uh, yeah, so they, they were lucky to salvage a point. But I think ultimately they're a better team than Palace this year. So, you know, in the end, you create more chances. More often than not, you get what you deserve. doesn't always happen. Uh, but this game in particular, Brentford were better, and, and at that point, you know, means a lot to them because they deserve it. Um, but following that match, uh, let's see, what do we have here? Uh, Brighton and Fulham, two, another set of two good teams, man, like battling it out, trying to swim with the Sharks this year. Uh, Fulham, again, get three points. Uh, Deserby, I think he got sent off because he was complaining about a call. I, I'm not too fam- familiar with what he was upset at. I'm sure it could have been some officiating. Uh, but overall, good three points for Fulham, who at the moment I think are in sixth, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, or or maybe fifth. They're, I forget. They're, they're within an arm's grasp of uh, top four. Yeah, they're in, they're in sixth place with 38 points. Yeah, that's pretty crazy to think. Um, so good for them. <clears throat> they have more wins than Newcastle. Yeah. More wins, probably more losses too, huh? Um. Yeah, it's it's yeah. They're they're a fun team. Quite to watch. a bit more. Quite a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah following, Man, given the fact that they're only three points behind, is kind of wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And, and Newcastle are hitting a bit of a slump. We'll we'll get to them in a sec. Um. Because wow, shit show for them this week. Uh. But following this match, Chelsea lose to Southampton, 
And I got to say, I do feel a bit harsh for them because it was a brilliant free kick from James Ward-Prowse, who, by the way, I picked up on fantasy last week, and I was like, I'm going to start him. I don't know why. I'm going to start him. <laughs> he scores, and it's just crazy. But, yeah, I mean, Chelsea, you know, had more possession, more shots, more shots on target. It's just there's a bit of bad luck right now lingering around the club. Um, I feel like a lot of the games they are losing or tying are marginal. I mean, it literally came down to a brilliant set piece. But I will give credit to Southampton, James Ward-Prowse. I mean, I was telling, I was at the pub watching this one because they were playing at the same time as City. And I was like, you know, this guy might be the best free kick taker I've ever seen. Um, I mean, it's nothing crazy special, but he makes so many. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously can't think of anybody else. I mean, there's a lot of great free kick takers like, you know, your your uh, Rivaldos and uh, I mean sorry your Roberto Carlos your Beckham you know you know there's a lot of a lot of them but this guy in the prem I have never seen anybody like him uh, Beckham's the closest I could think of uh, but anyways uh, yeah credit to Southampton Chelsea continue struggling I see a lot of fans becoming impatient with Potter so it's it's crazy like and I, I think it's reasonable too it, to, to an extent it is yeah. because the the stats at least the point total show that it's very it's been very bad but again. I think you have to uh, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt, and uh, well, him the benefit of the doubt, and yeah, just kind of move forward from that. Oh yeah, I know. I because like I said, they played I, better. I have to be yeah. No, I have to be consistent and say that I I don't like managers getting fired during the season unless it's something like losing in the locker room, um, or or just some terrible terrible like team selection, but. But I can understand why why the the fans would um, would want him gone, especially such a fickle fickle fan base. They they're not they're no strangers to letting go of managers. You you know that about about Chelsea man. They they they're always quick to 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 sack him. And I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't been sacked as of yet, especially losing against to dead last. And speaking of which, and I found this pretty interesting. Of the 18 points that Southampton currently have, Stu, get this: six of them are from Chelsea. A third mm-hmm. of their third of their uh, points are from Chelsea. That would that's wild. Yeah, they're like what Palace was to City last year. It's like <laughs> or Tottenham to. Uh, well, this yeah, this year Tottenham we've we spanked them. They beat us once, barely, but we we spanked them. Four four goals, but I feel you though. Generally speaking, though, Tottenham Tottenham gives us trouble. Crystal Palace even more so, I would say. And I feel like yeah, that's that's uh, Chelsea's Palace this year. Uh, but following this match, though, we have Everton just slimly beating Leeds. Oh, before we move on from the Chelsea thing, I did I didn't want to uh, mention the the kick to the face that Aspilicueta got. That's oh, a tough one, man. Uh, yeah, one. I mean it, it was crazy because he it looked like he was knocked out cold. And that's like another one where. Like, as much as I know as he didn't intend it to, Mata should at least be given a yellow. It's a reckless challenge. Yeah. Um, even though he... he Aspi lowers his head, but you really shouldn't be... Like, there's a limit of how high you can lift your boot. Catches him right on the chin, man. And he did look distraught. You know, it's fair enough. You know, he's a, he's a person. He's empathetic. But, man, that was, that was tough. Because Aspie was laid out, son. Oh, no, he was. He was. I mean, 
you know, MMA type shit. We hope he gets well. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. He'll be back, yeah. Yeah, but certainly it's going to be, like, some time off, though. That's got to be concussion protocol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, following this game, Everton leads um, the shit bowl. Uh, you know. This is annoying. It, yeah. It's annoying. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, cop Jesse Marshall, but, like, because you can't expect the, whoever, you know, Chris Armas to immediately fix the ship. But, again, it kind of goes to show, like, hey, maybe if you kept them, like, there is maybe a better chance that you could win games like this or at least draw. And ever since Marsh has left, Leeds kind of continue going down the path that the, the ownership is definitely not going to like. So ah, it's tough to see. but Just keep something familiar. Yeah, and, and Sean Dyche, um, I have to say, I know it's just Leeds, but he's getting results, you know. Two wins, <laughs> two wins, and in three games, bless you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, well better than they were doing before. So I think um, you know it's it's tough to see for Leeds because I, I do kind of like them, uh, but yeah. Uh, but and uh, all off the heels of that, they did hire a new manager, Javi, Javi Gratia. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, so I, I honestly like I don't know what that means for them. I, I'm, for him, like I've said before, you you take that job under the assumption that uh, that you're gonna get relegated, like un, under that sort of. That's like a that's the the prognosis, idea. yeah, yeah. That's what looks more realistic. Now we're gonna mitigate as much as of it as we can. You know, we're gonna we're gonna remove a lot of this, you know, these dead cells, yada yada yada. But at the end of the day, like we have to accept that this very well could happen. And that's all right. Hey, that's all right. That's you, football. Yeah, you you fight, you you do good, and you come back in a year's time. We'll see you then. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, uh, we have uh, Nottingham Forest drawing with Manchester City at home, one one. The tricky trees. Um. And it's it's one of those cases again where we were just talking about how City. Didn't didn't put a Leipzig away. Well, you playing with your food, man. Yeah, no. I mean, it's typical of us. It's not a this season problem. We've we've always been that team. The XG was stupid on this. Yeah, one it's, too. we're XG merchants, and 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 that at the end of the day, it's meaningful for analytics' sake, but for results' sake, it's it's meaningless. You know, I don't care how many chances you create. If you're Chris Wood in in the eighty second or eighty fourth minute. You score on your first touch. That's all that matters, ultimately, especially with scoreline analysts. We, we played better, um, I think. Uh, oh, no doubt. <laughs> no you know, doubt, yeah. Haaland's got to finish some of the chances that he got that day. Phil Foden, moments he was really good, and then there was that moment where he easily could have just laid it off for Haaland or scored it himself and said he, he topples over. Kevin De Bruyne couldn't hit a barn door. It was just also a bad day at the office. But even with a bad day at the office, you should still see a team like Nottingham out. Uh, but credit to Nottingham. They were very diligent defending. And any given Sunday or Saturday in this case, you will get checked. And of, the, of the six drunk. chances that they had on target, five were saved. Well, obviously one was scored. Yeah. But, you know, that it also helps to have Kaylor Navas. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know... I will say, like, I feel like some some of the shots were right at him. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you still got to be there. You still got to make the saves. And we know how world-class he he used to be. I still think he's still solid. But obviously, seeing his better days, 
Uh, Better than what they had. Yeah, sure. yeah. I, I think um, you you live with this result. Like Pep said, you go home, eat dinner, drink wine, focus on the next game. Because you know you were better, but you can't win them all. And uh, my, my problem with City now is that these kind of games are becoming too common. And again, we, we already discussed the Leipzig game, which was after this game. So it, it's a bit concerning now. I, normally when you ask me 1-1 one, one draw, isn't that concerning? A one-off is understandable. Everton, understandable. This is starting to, to, to uh, bring up a yellow flag. It's like, all right, well, hey, let, let's try to fix this shit because everybody's upset. The manager's upset. The players are upset. Holland looks a little bit like a little bit like a drama queen now. He's starting to be that kind of guy that's kind of like flailing his arms like, so, I mean, I think um, right now City looked the most vulnerable, in my opinion, and, and Nottingham, credit to them getting the result, you know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, though, is Nottingham was looking for a result, and City's looking for a win. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of the times when those ideologies clash, there, there's going to be a, just a big, fat fucking stalemate. And that's what it but really was. But 23 so. shots compared to four? Yeah. Man, you, you have to hope that you score more. It's it, it it's so hard to swallow as a fucking fan too. It is, but I've been there plenty of times. Yeah, it's uh, and it, um, you know, it happens to Madrid. I imagine too a lot. Like you'll they'll play like against Elche or a team like <laughs> that. Know, and it's like you should Elche. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. You should fucking beat them every time. But it's something, something, yeah. something's in the air. Uh, but anywho, game was kind of boring. Aside from that, um, I watched it completely. Wish I could have those ninety minutes back, but whatever. Uh, following that game, Wolverhampton lose to Bournemouth, a team that you know you don't expect to see get a result, but they did, um, and much needed. So yeah, good yeah, result. You for know, Bournemouth. it's funny because um, Bournemouth wins, Everton wins, Leeds um, lose, yeah. Leeds lose. Um, who, who else is in the hunt? Uh, oh, I guess Wolves lost too, but like, yeah, everything. Is kind of going to oh, Southampton wins, so everything's going against Leeds right now. So that's 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 a huge one, like a huge subplot on its own. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, Bournemouth beats uh, Wolves one nil, and um, yeah, Wolves pretty pretty bad. They're bad. The next result was a uh, Liverpool versus uh, Newcastle. Newcastle's at home. Uh, they win two nil. So there, there's kind of like a good news and a bad news, yeah. For for Liverpool on this one, the good news is that you got your two star guys, your your two new signings, scoring, Nunes, Gakpo. On top of that, scoring quickly under 20 minutes, two mm-hmm. 0 That's amazing, right? Like you like you're ecstatic after hearing that. But they did that against. And, Mad- <sighs> yeah no well, yeah no th- no no that's fair yeah <laughs> and, and then the more exciting news would be like oh you're you know you know that that Vince McMahon meme where he's like oh, oh. <laughs> and then and then on top of that uh, Nick Pope the Newcastle keeper gets red carded oh! <laughs> oh! and then after that nothing no goals oh you good there oh shit it was the Vince McMahon Bricked. reference you yeah, got me bricked. going. Um, but after all that, playing against 10 men, the other team losing their keeper, and you still don't score more than two. Yeah. That, that I think, is more concerning. Yeah, you got the win. Great. Awesome. <laughs> cool. You needed that. Yeah. But you fucking, you couldn't do anything after that? Are you serious? Like, 
Yeah. No, it's cra- it's crazy, but you've referenced this before. I don't believe it, but I mean, like Newcastle looked better when they were down to 10 men. It was crazy to think, right? But it's football's weird like that sometimes. Sometimes sometimes it works out that way. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean, other than that, this should have been a much more competitive game. Game was was you know, out of sorts early, and and you know, credit to Liverpool because they need the points right now. Um, Newcastle hitting a bit of a roadblock. Um, a little bit, yeah. So now we'll see really what Eddie Howe's made of. Um, and yeah, yeah. And I don't think too highly of him. I have to, I have to be honest, man. I see. I, I don't, I don't look. I don't think too highly of him. I think he he ran into a fortunate situation, and he's kind of riding it out. <laughs> You know, if he was hearing that, he's he's gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, he's like, "I well, want." Then give me a chance. Uh, I'll, I'll manage that team for three weeks. Hey yo, and, and I'll beat Liverpool. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but That's following that match to, to say. yeah, good result for Liverpool again uh, against a, a top top four team. Top four team. Uh, Man again, United. They're, they're one. They're one game in hand with six points off the top. Is it gonna happen? Especially with the way they are, probably not. But possible. Yeah, I mean, but best case scenario, they. But then, like, say they get fourth place, right? We're still gonna shit on them. Yeah, yeah, that's not where they should be. Based on the talent, based on how talented the manager is, based on how much money they've spent, you know, yeah, they they shouldn't be there. I know they're still they still could have improved their midfield and their defense, but I mean, they they spent, you know, they've done their part. They could have done more, addressed it better, but. The expectations are there for a reason. It's Liverpool FC, you know. Um, that being said, Newcastle and, and, and Fulham, and there's been a lot of teams that have improved massively. So it's fun, man. I love the Prem right now. Uh, but moving on, uh, United beat Leicester 3-0. We're watching that on replay. Yeah, honestly, probably should have been more, right? <laughs> it could have been more, yeah. It could have been more. But, you know, football doesn't. It's not a. It's not based on that a lot of times, unfortunately. But it was a three 0 type win. Oh, easily, easily. I mean, look, if 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 City finished three 0 against Nottingham that day, I would have been like, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. But it's like, and I and credit to United by the way for being clinical. But that's that's the difference sometimes. Um, uh, but yeah, good result for United. Expected Leicester sometimes can spoil the party. Weren't able to do it this time around, and I think that's credit to United. Like. Scoring early, Rashford again continues to be a fucking menace, you know. And I think if he continues this kind of rate for a prolonged amount of time, it, he definitely deserves a table as far as being one of the top attackers in Europe. And I mean, like you know, up there with the best. But like it's with still the Hollands of the world. Hollands, Mbappe's. Uh, I mean, I know guys like Lewandowski and Benzema. They're more cemented in as far as legacy. They're still playing amazing, but you know those are guys based on history. But today, your Hollands, your yeah, you said uh, uh, Rashford and 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 Mbappe. Those three alone, I think you can't go wrong with them. I mean, or Vinny. Uh, yeah. Vinny, you know, I think Vinny's a, a very interesting case because, like, people will, will focus on his goals, but I think his most valuable asset is what he does when he has the ball at his feet on the wing to create plays. Oh, yeah. I think goal contributions is a better argument for him. I think the goals he scores are, are very good, but, you know, they're goals that you see. You know, it's not uh, – I think there's, there's plenty of players that can score them, um, but he's definitely, I think, if not the best, one of the best wingers at the moment. 
But again, you know, wait, wait. when you compare a guy like Mbappe to him, like that's who he needs to strive to be. I think when you talk about nines, Holland is the guy you want to strive to be right now as far as form um, and goal scoring. Straight like a straight nine, you know, you know. And, and, and you know, it's, I don't even consider Rashford to be that kind of player. Rashford is very he's a very unique player because he has elements of Mbappe he has elements of Vinny and elements of Haaland if you really think about it however what, what the problem with, with with Rashford is that too many times his sample size he, like you said he's trigger happy and and, and, and yeah I, I do I do feel that and he's also a confidence player like he's not a guy that's like gonna rely on on knowing that he's good no he needs to have a good run. And that's the thing that where Vinny and, and Holland and Mbappe have over him. It's like, well, they have years of doing this now. It's not a, a, a purple patch, right? And that's all we're asking and, and, for and that's how I, And it's harsh, but that's what I feel like Rashford is because he hasn't been this guy. And you could say, like, he's been touted for however long. Yeah, he's 26. Like, you, you would think, by the way, everyone's talking about him. That he's only, like, a 21, 22-year-old. No, he's 26. He's been a good player, and I'm not even going to pretend that he's not... He's not even a great player. Like he is a great player, but he does ride these patches, and it just so happens to be that he has a patch uh, of of good goal scoring, like like a good string of goal scoring. When that come, when that turns into two, three, four weeks, is he still going to be playing good? I don't even know if he's playing good now because his his. His dribbling, he dribbles too much. He's trigger. He's always trying to shoot the ball. His running into space is actually pretty good, so I'll give him that. But those are two other things. They get in the way of of what makes a really good player: the, the decision making, the maturity into into knowing when to shoot, when to dribble, when to hold on to the ball, when to pass it, when to when to hold on, when to lay it off. Those kind of things matter, and I feel like he's. Not really all there yet. He looks good. He's he's explosive. This and that. Yeah, but those those few things. I don't know if he's actually that kind of player that he's supposed to be versus what we're looking at as scoring and and saying he's in a great form. Scoring is amazing. It's like the most important thing. But I think we have to consider that. And I don't know if Rashford is that package at the moment or. Is yeah, like it's consistency. That's all we need to see. I think uh, Dusan Vlahovic had a great season. Who is he now? Lautaro Martinez, although he's looking better this season, had a, had his season. I but think he had, he had like a season and a half where and he was yeah. like he what we're like well shit. And even I, I saw people ready to blame him if Argentina didn't win the World Cup. Yeah, and and also uh, this this dude uh, Jovic, um, you know guys like that. It's like. You can be great for a year, and it's like ah, you need you need at least two or three, and uh, and and I think that's all Rashford's missing. This season, he's been easily one of the best attackers in the league. I think Holland steals the show. Obviously, the numbers are, are a magnitude. After him, it's got to be Rashford. For you know, uh, and I saw a stat, and that was crazy to me. But I think his goal contributions is is higher than Holland, or is it Saka? Uh, you know, no, I, now, I'm now sure. my memory's fucking with me. But but yeah, once you add assist into it, it's like oh, it's a different shit. ball game. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, but speaking of Manchester United, before we move on, um, and I wanted to put this into my farandula, the little cheese mess, the the gossip section, the headlines. 
Uh, there is a huge bid for Manchester United from a Qatari uh, a Sheik uh, for $6 billion, 6 to $7 billion, because that's the amount that the Glazers have stated that that will get their heads to turn for a Manchester United sale. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. One, first of all. Uh, secondly, I want to know your opinions. You're like, you have like someone... <laughs> similar owning your team I, I've, so, I've felt that before and, and hearing the vitriol for all these years so let's get into that uh, what, what, what do you have to say about uh, Manchester United uh, <laughs> possibly getting some Qatari ownership you know I experienced this before because there's a lot of Newcastle fans that used to give like City fans a lot of stick and they're enjoying every second of their ownership now in fact, they're the best they've been since the 80s uh, when they had Alan Shearer and guys like that. So it, it's a good sensation to have that. And it, I think it's good for for the team. It's good for the league, ultimately. But the thing is, I don't think United are going to feel the difference much. They've always been the one of the biggest spenders in England. Historically, in the past 10 years, however you want to cut it, really, so I don't think they're going to feel that much of a difference. But the hypocrisy is going to exist because a lot of them are anti-oil money. It ruins the game. You know, so, so on and so forth. But overall, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I'm, I'm kind of happy for them in a way. The one thing, the one thing that is going gonna, is gonna to help in their favor is, like, I think this new owner is going to definitely uh, fix a lot of things within the club. Transfer policy, they've been good for all. You know, as long as I can remember. But facilities-wise, nutritionist-wise, you know, everything. There's There might be a revamp. And this is what might put United back on the map again as a top club. They can't fuck it up now. Like, they really can't. So, hey, United fans, enjoy it. I don't want to hear shit about oil money anymore, though. <laughs> straight up, straight up. like. And, and, and his name in particular. Oh, goddammit, I just had his name. Up. Uh, fucking paywalls, huh? <laughs> um, uh, like you said, I don't know if it'll make it that much of a difference in terms of like the players, yeah, player transfer quality policy, and all yeah. that. Because again, they, they've spent a lot, and maybe even more than a lot of most team than most of the other teams. Um, on top of not getting a lot back for players that are sold. Um, that's called net spend, everybody. If you aren't keeping up, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be interested in seeing the hypocrisy in it, for sure. Uh, because, like you said, it's it's just gonna be a um, it's just gonna be people justifying. Oh well, we spent a hundred on I don't know Jude Bellingham. And, you know, your club, blah, 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 spent this much on that. He's like, okay, yeah, but what was the vitriol before? Oh, it was the, it was the, the, the guitar money. It was the, the, the chic, the, the oil money, right? Mm-hmm. Which for me, mm-hmm. I've never really said anything against people because these things are going to happen. And it just so happens that, that there was some report that there's interest in Saudi Arabian Qatari money um, being interested in purchasing uh, uh, basketball teams in the NBA. So are they going to disregard 
you know, salary caps in the future. That's a whole different topic for, for NBA because those kind of things exist. In football, not so much. But you still have to follow FFP or or what FFP will be. Now, when it comes to competitiveness, I'm not so sure that it's really going to affect it all, all that much or all that much more than what it has been uh, this season or the last three, four months. Yeah. You could, you could talk about the first half of the first half of this month and what it is now, and it's it's a total difference. Yeah. Um, it, it would be very – it's just funny for the – Yeah, like yeah I said, well, the hypocrisy. Like all, all, of the, all of the loud accounts on Twitter and all of that shit talking from fans, yeah, we're going to see – and we're gonna see how they embrace it and the chance that oh, go I'm along take with the it. Piss. Yeah. The the chance that go along with it are gonna be my favorite because it is gonna be just a huge pile of hypocrisy. I can't. I can't. That's what it comes down to. Because every me. every time, like on any city post or you know, you see, they're nothing without oil money. Like I'm just gonna be the the dude to t- just take the piss sarcastically and comment on any pro United you know f- thing. Like, remember who you were before oil money. Now they were very successful, but I think, like I said, they're gonna make a leap. People are gonna remember me for this, and I said it. I think even prior to this, when they went for Ten Hog, trending in the right direction. Now that meter is just going higher and higher, and and I welcome it. It's gonna reinvigorate the Manchester Derby. It's gonna, it's gonna just make the league ultimately better. And um, what do you call it, the score analyst? Yeah, the score analyst will. They will. They will say something. So I'm, I'm thinking about how. Um United finished second under, uh, I think under Mourinho and um, Solskjaer, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, now, if they finish third under Ten Hag, even though they're obviously better and things are different now, you know, those guys are going to be talking shit. Yeah. But that's been... It feels like that's been a while now, you know? I mean, even when... No, two seasons. Yeah, because, like, Liverpool has, have always been better than United, even in those years, you know? Even despite what the table might say, I, I feel like... But, I mean, that's that's another topic on its own, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, I think finishing top four in the Premier League is is significant, but still, for a club like United, like I'm saying, like they have the most Premier Leagues you're in not, history. You're not going to aspire to that. That's that's but, that's but the thing. But you also have to be cognizant of your situation. Yeah. That I, I think that's my that's always been my my sort of um, thinking on that on that you know black and white uh, ideology behind being good and being bad. So only one one team is good and the rest are shit. Because that's a lot of people think. Like if you didn't win, you're completely shit. It's like, uh, not really. Not really. Because <laughs> yeah. it's margins, and you won by a point. So relax a little bit. Anyway, I I think it's interesting, and um, I don't know. I the, the Glazers on their own, they're just kind of scumbags. Yeah, and the Glazers but, on their own are very rich. Yeah, but like, who with that sort of money isn't a scumbag? And I'm not gonna turn this into eat the rich conversation, but you know. They're all, they're all they're all scumbags. So pick your poison. Let's just pick a new kind of scumbag to to send our ritual towards for the next five years. Yeah, and um, <laughs> they're not going to sell. Imagine. No, I mean I mean the guys that will buy it or that might buy it. What it's going to take is an overbid. Yeah, 
Because the, the Glazers for a long time said, oh, it's never going to be... We're not going to sell for anything less than $3 billion. Then it's $5 billion. Oh, this guy's willing to pay 6 Then it's not going to be anything more than 7 Yeah. Then it's going to take $10 billion. Oh, okay. Then they triple their money or whatever it is that I the know, Glazers man. invested. That guy's never going to let go, whoever it is. Yeah. Get used to it. It's pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, it's business, football. Um Interesting. It's very interesting, yeah. Well, and again, this is all still pending. The hypocrisy so it's not, nothing is official. Be peak. Oh, for sure, for sure. And it exists. And I'm saying, like, I've already experienced this tango with Newcastle fans. And I wasn't after them so bad because what well, they've come from, the, and it's only one year in, three years in, Newcastle are going to be serious too. And they're, the amount of difference they're going to feel compared to. United is going to be much... It's a less, uh, you know... Well, they're top four. Where have they been? They've been a relegation scrapping team. Yeah, they were in the championship three years ago. So that tells you everything you need to know. They come from a team mismanaged and misowned by Mike Ashley. Still having one of the most beautiful stadiums in the Prem. In in a very uh, particular part of England that's well supported. And now they have money. Like, it's, you know... Money's yeah, I guess it's rooted in evil and all that stuff, but it really makes the gears shift, and uh, I'm I'm here for it. I'm uh, it's entertaining for me if nothing else, yeah. and I, I I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it. I don't know if it's a positive. I will say, oh. I, I I I don't know if it's a positive, but I'm not gonna go ahead and call it a negative. I I, I prefer this than to just uh, Chelsea, City, and United spending. Now we have more people in the party. United have always been spending. That's yeah. That's oh, okay. oh, oh, oh! You I mean see. you mean in general? Yeah, because Newcastle joining in now and and and. Oh, I mean I mean uh, United getting new buyers, but again. Oh well, yeah, uh, I mean new ownership. I don't know. It, it's it, it's not good. Nor and bad. nothing's definitive either. We we'll have to see if if they even have that. Well, kind of the, the Glaciers are gonna. If, if this guy comes out and says he's gonna buy for that much, the Glaciers are gonna. They're gonna come out with the bag. Just have you seen the owner uh, Joel Glazer? Yeah, he's he looks like he's a, got that like fucking that balding you know, ponytail. Yeah, just the look at him. I, ugh. Uh, Why is that? Uh, he's like the guy that owns the Raiders. Yeah, Mark Davis. Why do you guys all have the? Maybe I've said this on the pod before. Yeah. Why do you guys all have shit ass haircuts? Todd Boldy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Let's move on. United beat Leicester three 0 uh, Tottenham beats West Ham 2-0. Um, Tottenham, uh, are they sneaking into a top four finish? Maybe. I don't know. It, I mean, the race for top Maybe. four is, is crazy, so no team looks definitive right now. For you, got, you got teams that can come in and with one win and another team lost. Uh, Newcastle, uh, Fulham, a little bit less so. Brighton. Liverpool might have a chance, but that all. But if you say that, then Brantford also have a chance. Um, I don't know. It only seems like uh, City and Arsenal are the ones clear cut to finish top four. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see. Oh, either. and I guess United because they're at forty nine points. Yeah, five they, points clear, and they've come back from the World Cup playing probably better than both Arsenal and United and City. Yeah, if we're all if we're honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that that's a decent little race. So. Uh, Let's get into the uh, re- uh, previews and we can call it a day, son. Fulham hosting, <laughs> Fulham hosting uh, Wolves. 
Fulham. Well, it's gonna be Fulham, right? Yeah, Ful- gotta Ful- say Fulham. They look good right now. Um, mm. I'll, I'll give it a, a two nil win for Fulham. Goals from Mitrovic and uh, uh, Bobby De Cordova Reed. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Two nils up. Sounds about right. Uh, Wolves just don't score, man. Yeah, they're lacking. Um, all right, following that on Saturday at Everton versus Aston Villa. This is a match. That should be a good one. Wow. I'll give it to... Actually, I'll give it a tie. I think a 1-1 tie for me. I think Villa are, are the better team, but Everton, I think, just, they have a way of getting results right at the moment, so... It's the dice magic, you know? G- g- give me uh, Aston Villa 1-0, man. That's all I ask. Amy Martinez, pull out a masterclass. I don't care. Uh, Ollie Watkins, get one in. I don't care. Do something. Give me something. There you go. I don't want Everton to win, man. I don't want Everton. I, I want Everton to lose. Uh, following this, we have Leeds Southampton. Um, it's not a bad game. You, you know, um, you know how they say, "Oh, it's a mid-off." No, th- yeah. this is worse than that. What? What is this? Yeah, this is yeah. This is the bottom of the barrel. Um, I have a draw personally. I have a nil-nil draw. It's kind of sad, but it, it just seems likely. <laughs> nil-nil. Yeah. Leeds 1-0. Fair, fair. Uh, Leicester versus Arsenal. Yep. Um, Against the other North London team, uh, Leicester had some pretty good fortune recently. I foresee some of that again. Call me crazy. I don't think they're going to win. I think they're going to draw. And I'm taking a 2-2 draw. Wow. I know. And But hey, I predicted that against Villa. It almost happened. It pretty much happened. And yeah. to be fair, I predicted that against City, and, and it happened. <laughs> so we'll see if I'm if I'm right this week. I I don't know. You know, obviously, uh, uh, I, I would say logistics don't point to that, but this this uh, season has been anything but logical. So yeah, I'll take a draw. Uh, give give me three one Arsenal, man. <laughs> Lester, you suck. Uh. Ernie. Shame on you for supporting such a club. <laughs> uh, he's a Whitecaps guy, too, so... Yeah. Again, shame on you. I love being different. <laughs> but I also love being indifferent. And you, that's what you should have been towards these two clubs. Anyway, moving on. Yo. Uh, West Ham hosting uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, Nottingham Forest 2-1. I'll take a, a draw on this one. I'll take a one-one draw. I think teams, the both teams, are pretty even. Yeah, West Ham are having a shit season by their standards, but you know, by any standard, they're they're having, they're, yeah. they're in a relegation battle. They're in relegation zone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're in there, and Nottingham Forest, uh, the tricky trees, man. Kind of, they're they're kind of surprising, man. Yeah, they win the. Games that they're supposed to lose, and they lose games that they're supposed to win. This could be this could be a a, a relegation decider, decider. But yeah, I'll take I'll take Nottingham Forest. Why not? Yeah. Following this, uh, we have Bournemouth hosting Man City. Um, I think City break a duck and then go for it all the way. I'll take a four 0 win. 
Oh man, yeah, no. I no, think no. it's about time. I don't think. I don't think that. That. I don't think that Burnmouth have anything to give towards City right now. Yeah, even though. So, yeah. Who did they beat recently? Fuck, I forgot. But you know, they, sometimes they have a capability of getting that result, but I don't think they will. Um, but yeah. Anyways, following this match, we have Crystal Palace. Chris Stamble, um hosting Liverpool. This is a team that always gives Liverpool problems. I mean, to be fair, a lot of teams give Liverpool problems this year, but um, I personally will take a draw here. I'll take a 1-1 draw. Fair enough. I'll take that. Following this, we have Newcastle United against Brighton Hovalvion. That oh, one's uh, postponed. postponed. Ah, uh, dang. That's because uh, they have a, a, a cup final this weekend. That they do. Um, they they're good. They're going against Manchester United. <whistles> How do you like their chances? Well, I think they're without. They're without. They're they're playing with their third keeper. By the way, I don't know if that matters. No, I think it does. I think it does. And that's Carius. Um, uh, um, that's not bad for a third keeper. It's not. It's not at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Lori's Carius. But I think uh, this should be a really good game, actually. I, I look forward to watching that if I can. Um, I think, uh, wow, that's that's tough, man. Cup football is tough, as it is. It's uh, a final. I, it's a final. Um Dude, it's it's tough. I I'll, I think it'll go to penalties. I'll say that, and I I'll give it to United. I think it's gonna be a closer game. I'll take United two one, full Fair. time. Fair. Um, moving on to like that. There's on that same day we have a Premier League match, uh, a London derby, <clears throat> Tottenham against Chelsea. I think Chelsea win. Call me crazy. I think they get a result when you least expect it, and I'll give it a. 3-1. If uh, Tottenham win, do you think it's a, a sack for Potter? I I can't... Re- I don't think Realistically so. Realistically speaking. I don't think so, personally, because every report... Feelings aside. No, no, even feelings aside. This is not my feelings. This reports suggest that Todd Bowley is, is going to be very patient with Potter. As he should. As he should. That's my feeling as well, but that's also what I'm reading. And, and I think... Potter deserves that. Tottenham's not a bad team, by the way. There's no well, shame we, in losing have, to Tottenham. We have, like, to, to that point, and, and I agree that they should give him patience, but to that point, so many managers have been reassured that they'll be given time only to find out the next loss is a sack. Or the next two losses are a sack. I think so, you hear rumblings of that before it happens, though, and, and I haven't gotten any rumblings a lot, of that. A lot of the times, the well, I mean, the rumblings are there. The rumblings are with the losses. Well, the, but that's fans, though. I'm sorry. I'm talking about reports coming from the board. Everything points to Green. He's staying. He's staying. That, that's what everything says now. So I'm going off of that. I wouldn't be surprised if any other club would fire him. But after reading those reports, I, I'm led to believe that they're going to trust him. Uh, I know, believe that's in their best interest. I think, I think it's in their best interest to keep him. Well, to assume that he's going to do a good job. But I also wouldn't be surprised at all no, if, he gets I a mean, set, if they lose. And that's assuming that they lose. And I think they will lose. I think Tottenham are going to win 1-0. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, 
Tottenham are a strange team as it is, and, and, and you know it's hard to tell when they'll win or lose. But yeah, uh, I, I have Chelsea winning, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tottenham won. But uh, that wraps up our uh, Premier League, right? Yeah. Did I miss anything? Yeah. 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 Oh wait, wait. There is a game on the first on on Wednesday before we're able to talk again. Oh okay. Arsenal versus Everton. Oh god, we know what happened last time. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. we do. Yeah. Nah, but uh, I Arsenal 3-1. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Arsenal will get their lick back. I'll give it a 2-0 win. Um, yeah, but we'll see. And then um, Liverpool hosting Wolves. I'll give it to Liverpool 2-0. Liverpool. Um, yeah, I'll give it to Liverpool as well. I'll give them a 2-0. All right, uh, that's it. That's it for two guys, two mics, episode one twenty six. Um, we'll come back next week with some Premier League results. Things are things are dying down for this week just because there's no um, Champions League, which is all right. But we'll see what's up with the uh, Carabao Cup final with uh, Manchester United yes, and sir. Newcastle. And uh, any parting thoughts, man? Yeah, let's let's go USA U seventeens. Bring it home. Oh yeah. Yes. Vamos. All right. Two guys, two mics, two pints signing out. And y'all have a great uh, crazy uh, weather in L.A. Yeah. Or India, Bangladesh. Peace.